We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. I'm coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church, where I serve as pastor in South St. Louis. And Matt, you know what? I forgot. <laughs> and we, we just messed up. We, we messed up our production people again, because I was supposed to make an introduction. So let me do that. <laughs> Wrestling with the Basics is made possible in part by a generous gift from Set Apart to Serve, the Church Work Recruitment Initiative of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, many church workers already knew they wanted to serve in Christ's church, but many pastors, teachers, and other full-time church workers left careers to pursue this life of service. If you, our friend, have been praying or thinking about a second career as a church worker, the Set Apart to Serve team wants to help. Visit kfuo.org SAS. That's kfuo.org slash S-A-S. Uh, and now, <laughs> I, I don't know at this point they're playing the intro music or what they're doing, but they're, they're pretty talented, the, the people who edit our show, because this is definitely what, Matt? This is... Wrestling with the basics. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. <laughs> That's what happens when you work with a bunch of rookies. Um, Matt, I tell you what, one of the things that is new in our culture that I didn't grow up with, that you grew up with, though, uh, trigger warnings, trigger warnings. You know about trigger warnings, Matt? Okay, I think so. So something that will trigger a reaction, right? You know, trigger um, an emotional response, maybe. Yeah, so something that might disturb you, something that you might find offensive. And so now at the beginning of a show, uh, they have to have like, well, you see this a lot on TV uh, for mature audiences only. Uh, that's how the show will begin. Uh, I even they had a trigger warning for one of the old Muppet episodes, and I'm not quite sure whether it was they were afraid pork producers were going to be offended by Miss Piggy. Oh, I, no. I, I, don't, I don't know what that was all about. Um, but, but I feel like we need to do a trigger warning for this particular episode. It, in fact, you know, it's surprising that KFU doesn't just, for every episode, uh, a warning for immature audiences only. Resuming <laughs> the basics. That's right. <laughs> But but uh, in all seriousness, because we usually kind of take a lighter tone, that that's our our, our uh, 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 technique, our style. Uh, but I, we have some really kind of serious things, kind of sad things to talk about in today's episode. Although it will have a really really happy ending. Okay, Matt. Well, good. Then I will listen to the end of the show, John. I will be here with you <laughs> to the end of the episode. You will stick with me to the end. All right, because right. it's going to get kind of depressing. I don't want you to leave, okay? Okay, I will check out, promise. <laughs> All right, uh, because we, we, we're doing the story of, of Peter in, in uh, Matthew 16, and uh, uh, man, what a difference a week can make. Uh, yep. well, well, read if you would. Could you mind reading verses 21 through verse 23, if you could, Matt. Yes. Matthew uh, I would be happy to. Um, all right. Uh, 
Yeah, 21 through uh, 23. Do we need to remind our listeners what happened last time, John, or are, we, okay, are you no, getting we, there? We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay, we'll okay, okay. You're, I'll, okay. Let you, I'll let you yeah. drive here. Okay, right. here we go. <laughs> 21 through 23. <laughs> From that Grab time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and he said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So, so yeah, Matt, last week, man, uh, he was praising Peter right and left, wasn't he? You know, Peter had made this beautiful beautiful confession, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and and, and Jesus said, man, Peter, these words, these words are like a rock, right? A rock upon which I can build the church, a rock where you could build your house and storms and, and floods could come and the house would still stand. That's, that's, these words of yours are a rock. Here, however, he, he suggests that Peter's, Peter's words are a hindrance, uh, which, which the word behind that is actually another word for a rocky thing in Greek, only this is a stumbling block. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. this isn't something you stand on. This is something you're going to trip over and fall. Uh, You know, last week he said, man, these words of you, you, Peter, are so great that the gates of hell will not prevail over them. And here he says, oh, man, you you are. Your words are from hell. Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so so what is it, Matt? What is it that because it's totally changed? Like you said, last week he was praising Peter up and down and here. Get behind me, Satan. What's so wrong about him saying far be it from you, Lord? This will never happen to you in regards to Jesus suffering and death. Yeah, well, first, I just love those parallels, John, you know, from, like you pointed out, from becoming a rock, you know, or and, and his confession, a rock-like confession of faith, and then a stumbling block. Well, what a difference. What a difference. So, yeah, I think, you know, what's going on here is um, Jesus is—what you know, did, what did Jesus—Peter confessed Jesus as uh, the, the Christ, the Son of the living God, right? Right. So especially, you know, the, when you talk about the Christ, you know, the anointed one, the Messiah, the, the Christ. Um, yeah, that, that is exactly who Jesus is. But the problem is Peter has an entirely different idea of what the Christ does. So he called Jesus the Christ. He recognizes that. Okay, great job, Peter. Uh, by the grace of God, right? God's revealing. But what does the Christ do? And Peter seems to have an entirely different idea. You know, Peter's plan for the Christ is not to go to Jerusalem and to suffer many things from the the Jewish religious leaders and be killed, right? Uh, He may have wanted to go to Jerusalem with Jesus, but not to be killed, not to suffer, but instead to perhaps raise an army, maybe kick the Romans out, maybe uh, put an end to that Roman rule once and for all, restore the Jews, um, so he has a very different idea of what the Christ does. You know, I think he's been around Jesus long enough that he's seen Jesus feed thousands of people. He's seen him heal people. Yeah, that, that seems like the kind of things the Christ should do, right? Uh, heal and feed and lead and, and maybe even be king-like. But to suffer and die, that's not on Peter's agenda for the Christ. And I think that's why he speaks up and tries to really put an end to what Jesus has proposed. So, so... That's why Jesus says, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God. Yes. Because the things of God are just what you, you talked about, the fact that Jesus must go and suffer and die. But he has his mind, the things of man. 
Uh, you know, it was funny because when I thought about this, that, that the words themselves, far be it from you, Lord, uh, this shall never happen to you. Uh, uh, actually, it's interesting in the in the original language, he literally says, mercy, mercy to you, Lord, like mercy me, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I thought, you know, if, if Lynn would come to me and say, oh, John, the doctors just said that, that I might be dying, I, I could see myself saying those same kind of things, you know, because mercy, Lynn, I don't, don't, don't want this to happen to you. But but you're right, and Peter here, it, it really isn't just a love for Jesus, but it's it's a good deal of selfishness, because after all, like you said, he thought Jesus was going to come into Jerusalem and establish himself as the new king of the nation of Israel, with Peter, of course, being where, Matt? Right, his, his right hand, right? Right hand yeah. man, Peter. Yeah. So, so Peter's plans are totally, totally different than what Jesus are. And, and what I'd like to do is now go on and read the next verses because Jesus actually explains why Peter has it so wrong and why Peter's thoughts, uh, uh, these human thoughts, are actually uh, a hindrance and even satanic so that all of our listeners can realize what it means now that we're Christians. Because I think there are people who think that now you're a Christian, you got God on your side. Isn't that what the Bible says? So now everything ought to be hunky-dory. Sad to say there are people who make a lot more money than you and I do, <laughs> okay, who, who are on the radio and TV that say exactly that. You know, if you just have enough faith, you know, you're, you're, you won't have any yeah, illnesses, yeah. you'll have a big fancy car and a fancy home, just like I have a big fancy car and home, not me personally, but the guys that do this on TV and other media. Uh, but okay, so Jesus but, is yeah. going to tell us what, what the reality yeah. is. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I just... To pick up on, on something you said earlier, too, John, you said yeah. that you know, last time Jesus says the gates of hell won't prevail against it, right? And yeah. now uh, Peter, like you put it, is, is kind of speaking for Satan or right out of hell. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm just curious, you know, to what extent do you think that was true? You know, that Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, you're not a hindrance to me. You know, to what extent, I wonder, and I don't know if there's a clear answer to this, is, is it really Satan working through Peter, influencing Peter at least, you know, to say those words. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that or insights into that. Well, I, you know what? Just off the top of my head, I would say, sure, it's Satan. That's why he says, yeah. but but you notice what he says to him. He says, just get behind me. Because what Satan wants us to do is to get ahead of Jesus. He wants us to make the plans, just like Adam and Eve. Well, we can take care of this being like God business. We'll just eat some of that forbidden fruit. So, so it, that, it's interesting. He either wants us to get ahead of God, where we're calling the shots, we think we're in control, or the other thing that he likes to do is he likes to get us to fail. Because remember, that's what he said. That's what Jesus says to Peter about his denial. He says, Satan is going to sift you tonight. So it's funny. Either Satan makes, wants to make us really, really proud and really, really successful, yeah. or he wants to make us a real total failure. Because either way, see, he's trying to disconnect us from Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and he can do it either way. He could do yeah. it either way. Yeah, pride or despair, oh. one of those two ways. He so yeah, often th does. Those are the two yeah. words, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the only other thing that came up to my mind, too, is just, you know, this isn't the first time Satan's tried to do this, right, in Jesus' no. ministry, um, to, to get in his way, to get him to do something else other than what he came to do. And I think, you know, we got to go back a few chapters, but in, in Matthew's Gospel, uh, the temptation in the wilderness. Um, you know, Peter's not there, of course, but Satan certainly is, and, you know, tempts Jesus three times, and, and that final temptation, all, all, here's all the kings of the world, I'll give them to you, Jesus, uh, if you bow down and worship me. 
um, again, trying to get Jesus to, to not do the job of the Christ that he came to do. And, of course, Jesus' response was, um, be gone, Satan. You know, so, so I think that's kind of neat. You know, this, uh, Jesus resists the temptation clearly both times. And, and both, you know, the first time, be gone, Satan. And now this time, get behind me, Satan. Um, you know, Jesus is the one in charge. And he's not going to let Satan uh, deter him from what he's come to do as the Christ. And, and Matt, wow, what, that's a really profound insight. Because here's the two things. Number number one, it's it's the same kind of temptation, isn't it? This is oh, yeah. this is the way men think. You bet. Have have all the blessings, all the glory of the world. I'll just give it to you. See, that's what Peter wants. Like you said, in the temptation, Satan offers that to Jesus. But here, I think, is what the really cool difference that I never thought of before. To to Satan, he says, "Just get out of here." But what does he say to Peter? Even though Peter's words are satanic, what's he say to Peter? Yeah, get behind me. Not be gone, yeah. but get behind me, yeah. Satan. So isn't that a cool difference? So Jesus is, not, even when we are thinking like men, which means that we're really thinking like the devil. <laughs> yeah. If you have on your mind the things of man, that's probably the things of the devil, who led us into sin from the very beginning. And yet isn't that profound that Jesus doesn't say, get away from me. Oh, he would say that to Satan because Satan's not going to change. But to us, he would say, just get back where you need to. Get yeah. behind me and listen to what I have to say. That's yeah. a nice connection, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, very much I, for I that. like that, John. And, you know, just take it maybe one step further. Sure. Um, and this, you know, might be a stretch, but, you know, get behind me, Satan, as he speaks those words to Peter. You're right. Follow me, get behind me, continue to learn from me, all those things. But, you know, where is Jesus going to from here? He's going oh. to the cross. So, Get behind me, Peter. Follow me to the cross, uh, because well, the the way of the cross is going to be your way too. And I, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take it, John. But you know that plays in, I think, into the verses that that follow this as well. Well, that's what I was going to say, Matt. Why, why don't you read verse twenty four, just you so people it. know we're not making this stuff up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Then Jesus said to his disciples, "If anyone would come after me." Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. No, go ahead. You're right, Matt. Read the next verse, too. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah. What, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? So, so there it is. It, it, just what you said, Matt. Man, that's pretty good. You actually said what's in the Bible. We might right. be doing something right on this show. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we stick to the word, John, we'll be okay. <laughs> well, you know, for two dumb white guys, we don't. Sometimes we, we do pretty good. <laughs> but that's because we, but that's because we're behind. See, that's that we're not making stuff up. We're just saying this is what Jesus said. This is, and, and so yeah, uh, you're going to go uh, talk to some older people. Today, uh, or, or is it tomorrow? When? when tomorrow, you tomorrow. What you doing? Tell us again, Matt. What, what oh, this, yeah. This okay. Is. Yeah. So I, yeah. I um, I'm going to. Well, here in St. Louis, we're blessed with boy, just some really uh, a neat ministry, I think, at least Lutheran Senior Services, and uh, they provide, um, among other things, just some really high quality um, living facilities for for older adults, uh, independent living, assisted living. We know uh, quite a few of our members at Ascension, you know, have have moved out to uh, various facilities over the years. So anyway, you know, they have a prayer breakfast. And so uh, I was invited to lead the prayer breakfast tomorrow at Laclede Groves here in St. Louis. So looking forward to that. And, and so the reason I mention that is because you're going to be talking to a lot of old people like myself. <laughs> yep, true uh, enough. <laughs> uh, well, and see, because we know, 
We know. If there was any point in our life when we were young and naive and we thought, oh, life is all going to be about glory and happiness, man, I'm just going to have a great life and then I'll have a wonderful retirement. See, we, we know, no, it, it's all about crosses. Uh, and, and people need to understand it's not about crosses because God's mean or he doesn't like us or he's punishing us, although I suppose it is a discipline because uh, the Lord disciplines those he loves like a father, his son. Uh, but it is the fact that we're sinful people. We live in a sinful world. <laughs> and what do you expect? <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. There are going to be crosses. Uh, and, and that's what comes from following Jesus. So so when I preach this as a sermon, you know, I said, so here's here's problem number one. If you think your life is going to be just all all happiness and, and uh, cookies. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there will be some cookies. But, but, you know, sure there's so. going to be yeah, <laughs> pie. There is pie, man. Yeah, well, Consider go, that. Hey, Every, John, I was getting worried. Yeah, everything is soft said by the fact there's cookies. But yeah, no, we're going to have crosses and trials. But then, then what gets worse? I said, that, that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is what he says in verse 25, which implies is what, what's going to happen at the end, Matt? Yeah, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So, so when I went to college uh, up here in Minnesota, I went to uh, St. Paul, uh, Concordia College in St. Paul, and we had a course on death and dying. Did you take a course on death and dying in your undergraduate work, Matt? On death and I, I Not just specifically on death and dying, John, but it sounds like a really fun class. Well, it's amazing what you get college credit for, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you think you might want something practical, but no, death and dying. Uh, but I remember the, the, the professor said to us that we should take uh, we should take all of our most prized possessions. Uh, you know, so for me, it would be my my big screen TV uh, and uh, maybe my uh, uh, books, you know, because I've collected a lot of books over all these years. And, and I don't know, what, what's some of your most prized possessions, Matt? Oh, yeah, boy. Um, yeah, I would, uh, our, well, I guess not possession. Our dog. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pi, yeah. Our dog named Pie. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just off the top of my head. Um, yeah, photo albums of the family, okay. you know, over the yeah. years. That's something that we prize too, things like that. Uh, yeah, cars. Yeah. So, so, yeah, if you could get your car in the room. Uh, but, but so the idea was to take everything that's so precious to you, put it in that room. And then he said, look around and realize that someday somebody else is going to have all that stuff. Because that's yeah. what it says. You know, whatever you got in this life, you're going to lose it. You might as well just acknowledge that, realize it. Uh, and and uh, not that it's bad to have stuff. I'm not saying that you need to give your stuff up. But just, just better hold on to it real loosely because you, you ain't going to keep it. Uh, that, that's all that's going to happen. You're going to lose that. And in fact, it, all these things we devoted ourselves to, in the end, what does it really profit it? What if we, what if we gain the whole world? What will it profit if we end up forfeiting our soul? Our what shall a man give in return for his soul? And, and I remember that story that, that Jesus told about the rich farmer. You remember that? And, and this is what oh, he yeah. says. It's interesting that it uses the word soul here. CK, CK, soul or life. It's uh, translated both ways. But here's what the guy says. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? <laughs> All right. So, Matt, so, so there it is. We're going we're to have crosses and suffering. 
whatever we have here, we're going to lose when we die. But here comes the really, the really bad part. You want to read verse 27? <laughs> yeah, for the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will pray each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there is some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So, so this is why we have the trigger warning, because life consists of suffering crosses. It consists of death, losing everything. And then finally, Jesus comes and he judges. And by the way, the language here, the language is not good. <laughs> this is not a positive view of the judgment. Uh, the, this word for repay is almost universally used as the kind of payment you don't want. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, it's, yep. it's used of the guy that's thrown into prison. Remember that story? He says, you will not get out until you repay everything that you, you owe. Uh, that's the kind of sense of repay. And the same thing with this, uh, to, what, to what he has done. Uh, I, I cannot find any positive references to that. It's, it's always a reference to the things that you shouldn't have done. <laughs> the sinful things. Put off the old self with its uh, practices. It's the same word that is used here. Uh, put to death the deeds of the body. Again, the word deeds there is the same word that's used here. So there you go, Matt. That's that's what we want to share with you today on Resident with the Basics. We're going to have crosses die, and then Jesus is going to come and judge us. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. It's been yeah, great, great to see. No, no, see, but here's the point. <laughs> Here's the point, man. I hope you're not done, John, because we've got, we've got seven more minutes. Okay. Well, well here, here's the point. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. Well, bring yeah, it home so for you, us. You, you know what the point is. So why, why did Jesus say he had to suffer and die? And, and Yeah, why did he say that? Why does that have to happen? Yeah, so it, it, it will all for us, entirely for us. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we, we do not take up, if it was dependent upon how well we take up our crosses or how well we deny ourselves, um, we'd be in trouble. But Jesus did that perfectly. He took up his cross and really, in essence, took up our cross, right, um, in, his, in his dying as he bore our sins. Um, he did it all for us. And, and, and so I, I wonder, I, you maybe notice I emphasize that word soul, that word life, yes. that word CK. Yeah. CK, yeah. And I, I emphasize that because there's another verse where that word is used. Uh, two verses, in fact, from John 15. Greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his CK, his life for his friends. And then from the same gospel, the gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verse 26. Um, no, that's not the verse either. <laughs> Okay, don't look up that verse. That's not the verse you want to look up. <laughs> Matthew 20, that's the verse okay, you want to look right. up. Because uh, well, that's the other verse that talks about you're not going to get out until you've repaid every last penny. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Matthew 20 is the verse we're looking for. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Oh, yeah. And to give his what? His, his life or his soul, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. as a ransom for many. So, see, that's that's why. Because if he doesn't do that, people, you don't want to be there at the judgment. But because he has done that, when we get to the judgment, we're going to be surprised and find out that it's all been paid for, right? It's all yeah. been paid for. We yeah. don't need to pay anything back. It's like you said, Jesus took care of all of that on, on his cross. And, and then it leads me to one other thing that is kind of surprising. 
because I can see, as I said earlier, that where Peter might say, oh, Lord, suffering and dying. No, no, that, that won't ever happen to you. Of course, is what he's really saying is, oh, Lord, I don't want that to happen to me. To me, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's really pretty much selfish there. Uh, um, but, 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 but here's the thing. Why, why do you think, man, he says that you won't rise? Because it wasn't just suffering and dying that Jesus said. He said, I'm going to suffer, die, and rise again. What possible reason would Peter have to say, well, that, that won't happen to you, Lord. That, let that never happen to you. Any thoughts, Matt? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think, boy, just, uh, you almost feel like the disciples don't even hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on, on the one hand, just because this isn't the only time Jesus says that. And it seems like it just goes right over their heads, this rising part, right? And, and even when Jesus dies, it's like they are totally flabbergasted when he actually does rise from the dead. So it's almost like they don't even get it. You know, it's not even on their radar. Um, but I suppose one reason is, well, if you got to rise, well, that means if you're rising, it means you had to die first. And I think part of it is just, you know, this total denial that Jesus is actually going to have to suffer and die. And and I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right. I don't think they really understood what he meant. Because how could they? No one's ever done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the whole rising from the to dead. To rise yourself from the dead, yeah. But, but see, see, that's again, I hope that we have a happy ending here. Because number one, like I said, even though we deserve judgment, and in fact, man, without Jesus Christ, judgment would be a horrible, scary thing because every selfish thing I've ever done in my life would be right out there in the open. All, all the people that I've smiled and been nice to, when I'm really in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, you're a jerk. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to deal with you. <laughs> You're not talking about me, are you, John? <laughs> no, no, not, not you, Matt. Of course not. Never. You. Uh, but, okay, anyway, I just was reflecting that, man, without Jesus, the judgment would be the most horrible thing in your whole life. But yeah. it won't be because, yes. Jesus, that, isn't that remarkable, too? God says, I don't even remember your sins. Yeah. I remember things I did when I was in third grade that I shouldn't have done. And, and, and there will be no remembrance of any of that. Anyway, back, back to my point. Uh, <laughs> go back to the room, Matt. Go back to the room where you've got all your stuff in there, all oh, the yeah, stuff yeah, that is so yep, precious yep. to you. you and, and honestly, I don't know whether you get to keep any of that or not. I'm thinking probably not. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. You know, Luther said if you need your dog, your dog will be there in heaven. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm, but I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know about I, I doubt my big screen TV will be there, you think? We'll find out when we get there, John. <laughs> when we get there. Uh, uh, I'm sure the streaming services will be a lot cheaper, though. Uh, but but fill that room now, not, not with all these things. But you headed into this already when you said the photo albums. Because fill that room with all the people you love and you care for. Yeah. Because that, that you will get to keep. Matthew 19. I think it's so cool that all this stuff is in Matthew and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. And, and so that's the really great thing about being a Christian. We'll have struggles, maybe even more than other people. We will die just like everybody else. The judgment, of course, will be a totally different thing. We should do that some, some week. We should do Matthew's judgment scene and show oh, how it's yeah. totally different. But but for right now, let me just remind everybody, the people that you love and you care for, uh, those people 
Those people will be there. That is the one thing we will not lose. We got, what, 30 seconds. Matt, anything you want to conclude this episode with? Yeah. Well, well just you know, Jesus says, you know, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You know, the first thing to do is, well, well we deny ourselves. So it's, it's not about us, right, John? It's not yeah. about us. If it was, when he returns, we would be in trouble. But it's, it's, about, it's about Christ and his cross. Uh, yeah, thanks be to God for the, the hope that we have in him. This has been Wrestling with the Basics. Military veteran, engineer, entrepreneur. These are just some of the former careers held by current LCMS pastors. Careers that they left behind to serve congregations in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. No matter the background, our Lord calls men who have a passion for the Word and a love for serving Christ to be pastors. A sacred, joyful, and essential vocation. If you or a friend have been praying and thinking about becoming a pastor, visit weareyourseminaries.org and put your experience and skills to new use in pastoral ministry. Visit weareyourseminaries.org seminaries.org.